0: and welcome to On The Job with Katie Bolden. With me today is Katrina Robinson. Hey there. Um, So Katrina, what is your career? What do you do for a living? Well,
1: I am a media production specialist, which means I do videos. Um, I work for the Michigan Department of Environmental Quality. Um, What I primarily do for them is create content for their YouTube channel. But I also do things like webinars. And lecture recordings and photography for their events, like conferences and get-togethers. Awesome!
0: So, tell us a little bit about your journey. How you got from uh, high school to where you are now?
1: When I was in high school, I was really active in theater and drama. I also was a part of the journalism club, and I took journalism classes. I really wanted to do yearbook, but I didn't have time. Um, and so from there, I started creating this interest in video. I had my own little uh, camcorder. It was standard definition. You had to record to a mini DV, which oh, is like a, a teeny <laughs> tiny little tape. Yep, it kind of yeah. looks like a miniature VHS tape. Um, and I remember that my whole world changed when um, memory cards became uh, easily accessible and affordable oh. because it was so much easier to pull your, your files off of. A memory card versus uh, like a mini DVD tape. Yeah. But so I was doing like music videos with my friends and like cutting them on my computer, um, and it was just a lot of fun. I was using like Movie Magic, m- Magic Movie Maker Pro, or, or whatever <laughs> whatever came
0: with the computer. Whatever at the came
1: time. <laughs> with the computer at the time. Um, and as I went into college, um, I found myself needing a part time job. And there was this really cool position open with Dan Goodall from Saginaw Valley State University. Uh, He was the solo uh, video producer for the university at the time. And he had just acquired um, permission to have a student, uh, kind of like an intern, um, position opened. And I saw it and I applied for it. And I was like, I hope I get this job because it sounds fun. And all I have to do is press a record button. So I interviewed for it and I got that job based on my quote unquote portfolio of music videos with my friends and my ties to the theater department because I was majoring in theater at the time. And uh, yeah, so from there, it just kind of took off. So
0: the audience doesn't know you, obviously, um, but you didn't go to college for that?
1: No, I did not study video production.
0: So what was your major? What were you going, what was your like, this is going to be my career when you left high school and you went to college? Like, yeah, so when I was in
1: high school, I, I was told my entire life that Katrina, you would make such a good teacher. You would be excellent at being an English teacher because uh, I really enjoyed writing. I was really creative um, and I had worked as kind of student assistants um, in middle school with people who were struggling. And I also helped uh, my friends when they were, you know, struggling and behind on their school assignments, I would help them catch up. And so everyone just kept telling me, wow, this would be a really good career pathway for you. But I get to college and I kind of have this realization uh, where, wow, okay, uh, I hate having to analyze literature. And I don't know if I agree that the blue curtains mean that somebody's sad and, and there's, I'm not, I'm not beefing on people <laughs> who are totally into literature and, and want to analyze things like that, but it just wasn't for me. Yeah. Um, and then I had a, a, a weird experience with the writing center and something just kind of clicked and I knew that I needed to pursue something else. And so I started doing more and more video work with Dan when I was his, his student production assistant. Mm-hmm. Um, And I showed more interest in what he was actually doing. And by showing this interest, he gave me more responsibility. So I was no longer just there to press the record button um, in the lecture hall or in the auditorium. He actually gave me assignments. He said, go interview this professor about the way that they teach their class. Or why don't you show me an animation? Just come up with anything. Show it to me and I'll give you some feedback. So it just kind of like took off. Yeah.
0: So it kind of like opened a door for you that you didn't even really know was there. Yeah. It was. It was amazing. Yeah. So, what if, if uh, you don't mind telling everybody, what is your degree? Because you did graduate from college, I did and obviously graduate. not with an English teaching degree. I did. So, what is your degree?
1: Yes. So, uh, my degrees are in theater with a concentration in directing, and professional and technical writing with a concentration
0: in environmental rhetoric. So, <laughs> it sounds very prissy. It, yeah, basically fancy, a f- little fancier title, but that's everybody's career sounds their degree sounds way fancier than what it is that if you shorten it you're like, "No, I, I teach music." Yeah, oh, right. Bachelor's and so, Master's of Arts of <laughs> Right. It sounds way
1: fancier, but basically what environmental rhetoric means is that I can talk to a scientist And I can communicate what that person just said in their science language, and I can communicate
0: it back to the public. Okay, which actually is fantastic for what you do now. Yeah,
1: but I wasn't always planning on working for the government. So
0: what was your, so let's say you left, this is after you've gone through everything in college, you know, you've said, okay, I don't want to be an English teacher. When when you're leaving school, what is your thoughts? What did you do next?
1: that I would get a career somewhere because I'm a first-generation college student. And so my main goal was not working in a factory and not being um, just kind of an unemployed woman. You know, like there's the stereotype of being the stay-at-home mother and That's what my uh, family really had envisioned for me was this idea of uh, being a teacher. And then in the summers, I would care for children and be a good mom and kind of that old
0: timey, like this is the stereotype the woman is supposed to fit kind of thing.
1: Yeah. And I think that's great for some people. And I'm not bashing anyone who decides to be a stay at home mom. I think it's an honorable position. It's just not what I wanted. I wanted to express my creativity and kind of find a ladder to climb up. Um, and so at first I was working um at Office Max actually. Uh at, right after I graduated, I, I couldn't find a work right away. And so I was working at the Office Max Impress Center doing um like printing and learning about different paperweights and um, you know, I was just, just trying to soak in and make the most of what was mostly a glorified sales associate position. <laughs> yeah. But I try to make it sound a little fancier by saying, "Oh, I would do, I would do
0: card design or or whatever it was," which basically yeah, again fancier title for a not as fancy position, job. But exactly. but you learned a lot. I right? did. I
1: learned a lot, and actually that helped me get my first big kid job um, approximately three months later at the University of Michigan Flint, working in their university outreach department or uh, their PR department, basically.
0: Oh, very yes. So so then you get to that job. So you're not at that job anymore.
1: I'm not, no. So I started there and uh, that was a great journey because I learned a lot about working with a public relations team. And that was actually the first place that really built me up to and made me feel like what I did was important and that I was really good at what I was doing. Um, That's actually where I got my Emmys from is
0: my work at the University of Michigan Flint. Yes. So you have, so um, Katrina has won several Emmys. Two, two. <laughs> two, yes. Several, so, several. It sound. a couple. <laughs> well, <I> as <laughs> I was going for a broke on that one, but yeah. So I mean, granted, almost nobody has an Emmy. You know, you, it's not like a random. It's not like a random person down the street. Ha- it's not just like a. You know, they're passing them out at like candy, but it's very cool that you do have this. Right. Very, it's kind of fancy. You know, you can be like, "Oh yes, I've, I'm Emmy award winning production." And you I know. pretty much only ever mention it in things like this, or
1: <laughs> legitimately, I use these as bookends in my library because <laughs> I'm kind of embarrassed about it. I try not to mention it unless it's like for
0: a job interview. Or
1: oh yeah. Curious.
0: Well, yeah. I mean, on a resume, looks go great. for it. Right?
1: Yeah. yeah.
0: <laughs> so. This so the reason I made started making this podcast is for um, my career planning class online, yeah, my online college cl- or high school class mostly. Um, so, what advice would you give? You have a kid fresh out of high school and they're going into either college or the career field. What's your advice to somebody who's about to head out into the real world? So I.
1: I currently work for the Department of Environmental Quality and in high school, I was interested in environmentalism and doing things that supported the green way of living. So recycling and planting trees and, you know, all of the simple things that people have high schoolers do for environmental activities. I also had this interest in video. And it was kind of just this hobby, just something that I did. Mm -hmm. Um, And somehow when I went from high school into college, I was able to slowly integrate those, both of those interests into my daily life. And I think that that's kind of the important thing to think about is, you know, what are you interested in now? What do you feel passionate about now? Chances are what you're passionate about in high school you will remain passionate about those things throughout your life. And if you can be true to yourself and pursue those interests, um, chances are you will be able to find a career that embodies everything, like your skills, the things that you're very good at, and the things that you love and, and care about. Um, I'm not saying that it's going to be easy. I'm not saying it's going to fall into your lap. There's a lot of work Um a lot of people who know me know that I'm very intrinsically motivated. I I, I am self motivated, um, and so what I I really expect or encourage for high schoolers going into college is to just kind of keep your options open and to to kind of reach for a way to bring those those aspects together. I mean, who would have thought that somebody who is kind of interested in, in environmentalism and kind of interested in video would develop all of the skills necessary to become the media production specialist for the Michigan Department of Environmental Quality?
0: It just, it was a beautiful thing. Yes. It's kind of like a, like a puzzle that very carefully is Put together, and you're like at the end, you're like, "Oh, it's beautiful!" <laughs> it's like a big sigh of relief. <laughs> <laughs> yes, you found. I remember. So Katrina and I have been friends for for uh, gosh, ten, probably about it's almost going ten on ten years. years. I was gonna say pretty close. So we ten met years. in we met in college, and I remember the long nights of calming down Katrina because she was very worried that she made the wrong choice that she was never going to find a career. She was never, that she was, you know, she was leaving this profession and going into the world. And I remember when you worked at Office Max, you were super unsure and upset and you were just having the worst like three months-ish of your life. The word is depression. Yes. (laughs) Yes. And it was not an easy road, I remember. But it's so funny when you kind of simplify it. It makes it seem like, oh yeah, it just kind of fell into place. But none of that happened at all. I mean, I remember you saying all the time, you're like, oh, I'm going to this event because I need to network and I need to, you know, I have met this person and this person put me in contact with this person. And it it helped that you were very outgoing. You know, you don't have trouble really talking to people. No, no, (laughs) I do not. But you, but you also made the effort to make a lot of the connections that got you to where you are.
1: Yes. So Katie and I uh, remember we met in an improv club and one of the, and I swear to God, I live by this and I I bring it up to everybody who asks me for advice. Um, I live by the motto of yes. And, and what that means is when you are presented with something an opportunity, you do not just say, no, or maybe later or another time, you just say, yes, you, you go. I mean, obviously if it's a safe situation, you know, like if like somebody's <laughs> like, Hey, little girl, you want some candy? Like, not getting the no, no, But But like, if somebody says, Hey, do you want to help lug some equipment into this event over here? Uh, if you do, you can get free admission. Like you say, yes. And what else can I do? Yeah. How else can I help? How else can I help? And maybe they say, well, gosh, we need somebody to kind of set up these tripods. Yes, I will set those tripods up. (laughs) I can do that. What else do you need? Yes. Uh, Well, could you babysit this equipment? Yes. (laughs) And would you like me to press the record button too? You
0: know,
1: like especially with creative jobs, a lot of what you do And what you can become depends on you saying yes and trying something new. Going the extra
0: mile, not just being complacent with, oh, I guess I'll do this and and then that'll be it.
1: Yeah, I described it to a job shadow I had recently that it's kind of like some people will take a job and they'll do the minimum that's required of them. Mm -hmm. And then the rest of the day they'll sit on Facebook. I'm not saying that there's necessarily anything wrong with sitting on Facebook every once in a while, but you have to go just a step further and then take it another step further, like until you're running, especially when you're young, you got to build that portfolio. Like if I had taken that job with Dan from SVSU and only pressed the record button and the rest of the time just sat there on my laptop or whatever, I would not be where I am today. It is because I said, how else can I learn? How else can I improve? How can I be better? And
0: it also, I mean, it kept you, it made things go better and faster too, right? You know, it's not just hitting play and sitting there and being bored the whole time. Like you actively look to engage yourself so that you were paying attention to things and learning, not just being complacent and doing enough.
1: Yeah. So there's always an opportunity to learn even in the simplest of tasks. Um, you can always learn how to, it, specifically in video production, how can I balance the light lighting better? How can I make this color look better on camera? What's in this menu? What's hiding on the functionality of this camera that I don't know about? It's all about just learning new things, trying new things, and not being afraid to make a mistake. Yes.
0: And that's so important because, you know, People now, it's it's very hard, you know. Oh, I made a mistake. I'm a failure. I'm terrible. You know, it's this automatic negative we associate with fail, with failure, and that's not necessarily the case.
1: No, no. Let me tell you a story. So <laughs> right now, um, I have a little team together to work on the Capital City Film Fest, and uh, just recently. We were filming at um, a foundation where we had a bunch of kids together and they were doing yoga. Okay, And I had my friend Andrew, who is also a media production specialist. Mm -hmm. Um, I love Andrew because uh, he's kind of followed in my footsteps in a way, like not in a patronizing way. But, like, in, a, in an exciting way. Like, he's kind of followed me. Well, I mean, he
0: got your job after you left SCSU. <laughs> he so, did, and-, <laughs> and I
1: helped him get his
0: job with the state. Exactly. Government. So, so but, mean, uh, it's not that far-fetched. Right. Like,
1: yeah. But, so – um I was, I was talking to this young man, his his name his first name was Xander, mm-hmm. and he was saying how he went to this writing camp at MSU, and how now he was thinking about pursuing a career in video because they got to do a little video uh, during that camp. And I got to say, he's maybe like eight years old or something. Oh, that's so cool. Real cute. And so I let, I let him hold the camera, and his mother was like, Xander, do not drop that camera. <laughs> like, his mother was freaking out. She was like, how much is that camera worth? <laughs> And I was like, oh well, you know, the lens is nine hundred and the body is 1200 dollars. This plus this plus this. Yeah, and I was like, and that's not even the most expensive. Like this body is worth thirty five hundred. Um, and and so I sat him on the ground, and I was like, if you drop it from here, it's going to be okay. Like I have experienced worse accidents than yeah. that. Um, and literally. Thirty minutes later, Andrew is holding my thirty five hundred dollar lens with my most expensive um, camera body yeah. on there, um, and he just—it just—if it, he beefs it, like it falls right off the tripod. Oh it, tuffles, no. it rolls, and I just burst out laughing, and I'm like, "Xander, Xander's mom, this is a perfect example of even adults drop expensive equipment, and it's okay." And
0: Andrew even. Needs- he knew without you having to tell him how much this stuff costs, yeah. how expensive it was. It was like this collective, like,
1: <gasps> like, like, just an inhale, and everyone was holding their breath. Yeah. So, but, but, like, that's the thing. Like, he was doing something creative and different with that camera body and that lens that required him to get into a weird position or, like, you know, he or he made a mistake. It's You have to be willing to make a mistake. You have to go for the shot. Yes. You know, otherwise yeah.
0: it's just, your camera's just going to sit in the box. Or you're not going to advance any further. Right. If you don't try it, how do you know? Right. Maybe you try it and it doesn't work. Right. And, oh, and well. so like when
1: you're getting, you know, when you're just getting into stuff, like maybe you don't want to drop the $3,500 camera. <laughs> right? Yeah. But get yourself a camera that you are willing to lose. You know, yeah. like get use your phone or use your iPod or use some your, those are really good now. <laughs> some camera, camera phones yeah. are amazing or phone cameras or whatever. But like if you have like a, a point and shoot or something, just you got to practice with stuff that you're willing to lose because that's
0: how you get the good stuff. Oh, yeah, I have. I mean, just not that it's part of my career, but, you know, even adventures in trying uh, sewing, you know, I tried to make a dress for my mom and the top was so small that she could barely fit her arm through it, let alone her whole body. And I, that was my first, I was like, Oh, whoops. Okay. Well now I know right. from now on, make sure you measure, double measure, triple measure things. Just like
1: in woodworking. Exactly. Measure, you know, measure, measure twice, 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 cut once. Exactly.
0: But you know, I, I learned from that mistake, you know, moving on and you know, sometimes some mistakes are going to be worse than others, mm-hmm. but it's, you know, it's a, just you learn from it and then you move on. And it's and it's a good thing to do is to be able to look at it objectively and yeah. not just fail. Look
1: at it as a lesson. Yes. And, you know, you'll never look at it as a lesson in the moment and that's okay. <laughs> yeah. But it's important to reflect on it as a lesson. And those trials and those errors and those accomplishments you're going to be able to use those in interviews because they're always going to ask you, like, what's
0: the most difficult thing you've ever encountered in or, a job? Or what's the time that you – something didn't go as you had planned? What did you do? Right. What, <laughs> name a time when you failed at something. Name a time you encountered conflict. What's your biggest weakness? <laughs> you can tell we've been through a lot of interviews. <laughs> so. Yeah. Well – Katrina, um, thank you so much for being here. It was a pleasure. Yeah, I know that the, I think this is a lot of valuable information, especially for, you know, the kid just leaving because, you know, we're not, we're not fresh out of high school or anything, but we've, we're not that far out of college either. We've got maybe a decade on you. Yeah, exactly. So we like to sound young. (laughs) Exactly. Um, Well, uh, I hope that you enjoyed today's podcast. Um, This has been On the Job with Katie Bolden. Look forward to more in the future.